I'm Maureen Vallatori, and this is Spilled Salt, a podcast on the thrills and spills from the food, beverage, and agriculture industries. Today's guest is Corey Chrisman. He is the owner of Bravery Winery. And so our conversation today really is about Corey's path from 20 years in the, in the Air Force um, into creating a winery. He started as a brand, so we really got hyper-focused on the product and what he was creating and what was resonating with people. And he had some um, awards come through for the wines that he was making. And it was just really hyper-focused on the product quality, the story. He's deeply um, interested in uh, helping to support veterans. And that comes through in everything that he talks about in the brand that he's built. And so he talks about that on today's interview. And I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Good. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. Glad we're finally able to connect. Good. Me too. Yes. I'm <laughs> very excited to share your story here. Um, and so I always like to start these <laughs> from the beginning. You know, you yeah. spent 20 years in the Air Force. Um, so why don't you kind of start us there about what led you to joining the Air Force and then right up to what you're spending your time doing in present day? Yeah. So uh, I knew at an early age, uh, you know, high school, that um, college probably wasn't going to be my first step. Uh, I was interested in the armed services. Uh, that was right around the time of the first Gulf War. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Air Force, uh, I made the mistake, I guess, if you want to call it that, of visiting Air Force recruiter. <laughs> and uh, About a year later, at the ripe old age of 18 and a half years old, I was on my way to Lackland Air Force Base for uh, basic training. Mm -hmm. And uh, about uh, 20 and a half years later, I retired. That would have been in 2012. And during that time frame, I had picked up uh, the uh, kind of the hobby of winemaking. Mm. And I said, well, let me see if I can learn more about this. I ended up going to uh, school at Washington State University for uh, an uh, enology, which is a fancy word for winemaking. Uh, and right at that, right after that point, I was fortunate to meet up with the Martini family at Anthony Road Wine mm -hmm. Company in 2014, and subsequently, I've been there ever since. So you were at Anthony Road, right? But you're making your own wine. Yeah, I guess I could give you an update. Uh, it started with Anthony Road in 2014. In 2020, we did a collaboration with Anthony Road and started uh, our own brand of mm -hmm. bravery, bravery wines. And most recently in October of this year, so a couple months ago now, uh, bravery wines became bravery winery. So we are a one of the newest wineries in in, in New York State. So what does that tell, talk a little bit about what that means? Cause that feels by the way that you just explained it, it feels like a big deal. It could be a big deal depending on, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely a big deal for us. Uh, 10 years in the making, uh, in 20, in November of 20, we were a brand, uh, uh -huh. meaning legally we weren't a winery. Uh, we had a say in how the wines were made. I worked side by side with head winemaker, Peter B. Craft at Anthony road. Uh, we collaborated on the wines together, but legally those wines were Anthony Road wines. Gotcha. Uh, 
now as of October 1, any of the wines we are making currently are bravery winery wines. So, and so what, what did it take for you to make that shift? I think a lot of courage. Uh, just asked this question <laughs> recently about uh, what did the military provide you by way of, uh, I guess, preparations. And uh, I think, as you very well know, and all your successes, uh, business, whether it be small or large, requ requires a heck of a lot of tenacity, mm -hmm. requires a heck of a lot of vulnerability, uh, especially when the destination isn't always known. Uh, for us, uh, I knew that for the wines we had been producing uh, were of the quality and of the um, potential for us to be successful on our own. When I first got into the wine business, I, I wanted to, if you will, test the brand and also mm -hmm. test, uh, can I do this? Right. And so we, I think we're we're always going to be testing ourselves, but I think we're at a point now where we have a brand that can stand on its own two feet. And we also have a product that I think will resonate with, with our consumers as well. So the transition from bravery wines to bravery winery. So from brand to organization was, it came from a place of confidence that you had tested the market and built a foundation that you were confident you could build off of. And then I would imagine some legality, right, of creating sure. an entity or an organization to be able to be a winery, right? Absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's with any business, um, there's always attorneys and permits mm -hmm. and licensure involved in the wine business. Uh, there tends to be a little bit more of those safeguards just because of alcohol and, and, and what have you. So the transition prior to the transition becoming, uh, you know, effective, we did have to go through a licensure phase and in a, mm -hmm. both federal and state. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're currently we're, a, we're on a temporary license, which is normal uh, mm -hmm. just because uh, they have to do background. They being the state has to do background checks and things like that to make sure that who's receiving licenses or right. who they say they are. Right. And so now that you have this important designation and this transformation, what what's next? What's going to what are you looking to do with the company? Well, that's a great question. Uh, we are in the process now of uh, closing a deal on uh, a tasting room. OK, so we'll produce, congratulations. We'll, that's yeah, huge. Yeah, thank you. We'll produce our wines uh, still at Anthony Road Wine Company. OK. Uh, and we'll have a tasting room. Uh, which will allow us to uh, greet our customers face-to-face. Uh, -face. Right yeah. now, our wines are available in certain uh, commercial outlets. Uh, what we're missing out on is uh, the, the ability to uh, greet customers and, and grow our brand more organically. Yep, that's great. So you're, I know you're not the only winery that is producing at Anthony Road. So sure. there, I've heard of others, you know, that yeah. are, that are also doing their, their production there. So talk about that a little bit in terms of what that means for the <clears throat> wine industry, particularly in the Finger Lakes, but, you know, further afield as well, what it means to have resources like that. 
Well, one of the things that, uh, you know, early, early on in my winemaking career, I flew out to Napa to meet a, a friend and a fellow veteran to explore opportunities to see about becoming a professional winemaker. Mm -hmm. uh, but I closed the door on that very quickly simply because of what the Finger Lakes has to offer. And Meaning the that, that you sure, did not, you intentionally did not want to establish in Napa, you wanted to establish in the Finger Lakes? Correct. And and the primary reason for that is exactly what you just alluded to. Mm -hmm. And that's the collaboration uh, between uh, winemakers, between wineries. Um, it is amazing uh, what's happening in the Finger Lakes. Uh, we just, you have a group of individuals, family driven, who um, in, in amongst all the wineries who are celebrating the success of the region mm -hmm. more so than their individual successes. Now they're all in business. Don't get me wrong. They have to right. keep, the light, keep the lights on. But um, that Anthony Road uh, and the Martini family just salt of the earth people. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been our privilege to be associated with them for over 10 years. Uh, but the collaboration piece is why we want to continue to work uh, with Anthony Road more so than anything else. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's great. And you're not the first to <laughs> say that. We've had other guests on the podcast that have spoken <clears throat> deeply about the collaboration that happens in this region, not just in winemaking and, and in the wine industry, but sure. in, you know, Agency 29 focuses on food, beverage, and agriculture because those industries are so uniquely knitted together. And I think that that collaboration thread is something that we see in all three of those segments of the of the industry. Yeah, we, well, I couldn't be more excited about the future of the Finger Lakes, regardless of the lake you're on or wherever you visit. It's, it's pretty, pretty exciting. Right. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Where I meant to ask this as you were talking about the tasting room, and I don't want to um, miss it. Where will the tasting room be? Can we drop that to let people know where to look for you? Well, uh, I'm not sure exactly when this will release our conversation, but uh, we're fairly confident saying that it's going to be in the metropolis known as Dresden, New York. Okay. Uh, uh, you might have you might have visited this location in your past. That used to be an ice cream stand. Oh, cool, uh, Mr. Mr. Twisties. Um, so we've been in. We've already got all the approvals, and so now we're 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 hopeful that uh, we'll in, in the next several months, what was an ice cream stand will now be a welcoming, uh, it's very small but uh, intimate tasting room. That's great. I yeah. look forward to visiting once you're <laughs> once you're open. Yeah. Uh, so let's, I want to, uh, that was a really great thread we were on and I didn't want to divert from that, but I want to go back to what made you want to launch a winery in the pandemic? Was it just perfect timing that you'd mentioned that you'd kind of always had a, an interest in wine and you had left the air force? Was it just that that was the next thing that you really wanted to pursue or, you know, talk a little bit more about that? Well, who could have expected a pandemic, right? In That's true. Right, so it was right. pre-pandemic um, pre that you had decided to move forward in that direction? Yeah, we we had done a lot of preparations in, in 2019. Uh, obviously, we, the wines were being made. And originally, our goal was to go on Memorial Day, to launch on Memorial Day of 2020. 
Mm. And if you if you recall, that's right when things were really getting uh, tricky. Uh, yeah, the wheels and, fell off the bus at that point, yeah. is what I like to say. I mean, I mean, there was there was no uh, there was no tastings and tasting rooms, uh, right. you know. So it was just a real tricky situation. Well, mm-hmm. when we got into the summer into the fall, we were at a point where we had to make a business decision at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we just pushed all of our chips in the center of the table and said, we're going to go on, on Veterans Day. It's a day that's obviously very meaningful to me and my wife and our family. Uh, and, and the rest is history. Uh, yeah. you know, we Obviously, we had wonderful support from our friends and family and, and uh, people around the country. Uh, our ability to ship wines around the country was, uh, man, Without that, we would have we would have been in a in a hurt. So. Yeah, and you're not alone in that, right? I mean, the you talk about the collaboration and the connectedness of the industry as the whole. Everyone was in that together. That it was, you know, thankfully things could be shipped and people could still <laughs> get what they needed, both from the consumer side as well as the yeah. business side. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, your Rieslings have won some awards. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. You know, we, we are Saab Blanc, our Sauvignon Blanc in 2020, our 2020 Riesling. And what we found out, geez, about a, I don't know, a year after the fact, also our, our wine called our Vignol. Mm-hmm. Um, so three of the six wines that we, or three, sorry, three of the, yeah, that's right, three of the six wines we had entered uh, all were recognized as gold medal gold medals wow they're all but they're all best of category so each one of those wines were so the best sauvignon blanc and the best medium sweet riesling and the best vignole uh in the entire competition and which competition was that Corey? uh the new york the new york state wine classic so it was the 2022 new york state wine classic and obviously that's, for us, we that's were pretty remarkable with, with that. So. That, that's pretty remarkable for, for 50% to take home best of category. Yeah, that was, uh, uh, you know, again, we're watching that online, right? Because nobody's oh. doing those award ceremonies right. and the screen flashes up and it's one of those things where, you you know, you kind of, does that say what I think it says? Yeah. And and it was just if I would have had hair, it would have been blown back, you know. So <laughs> I mean it was it was just a it was it almost brought a tear tears. Well, it did bring tear to my yeah. eye just be, just because it's you know, you can say what you want about competitions, you know. Uh, in a wine business we say well they're only as good as the results that day. You know, who knows mm-hmm. what would happen sure. subs- subsequent days. But for a brief moment, we it gave us a, a sight picture. It gave us a you know a, of what is possible, right? Mm-hmm. We did it once, and and subsequently we've we've done it since then. Um, but it was just a massive accomplishment, uh, and one that w- it should be recognized by several people, not just myself, but people like Peter B. Kraft and my mm-hmm. colleagues and Anthony Road. Um, just a real team approach to, to those awards. That's fantastic. What are some of the biggest challenges that you have faced in building a small wine brand? I think one of the biggest challenges is 
the wine quality in upstate, upstate New York and in New York state is just exceptional. Mm -hmm. And so how do you, how do you elevate, how do you, um, compete in yeah. a space that is, uh, full of great wines and great winemakers. Mm -hmm. And for us, we really wanted to focus on our brand. Uh, not that our brand is any better than anyone else, but our, we've taken a little bit of a different approach. Um, as I'm sure you're aware, you know, we recognize, recognize, uh, veterans, first responders and military spouses through our donation program. Yeah. And, and we firmly believe in celebrating common people who choose to live life in an uncommon way. Mm. Um, oftentimes those people get recognized as law enforcement and military and, and, and the, those folks deserve the, that title. But we're, we're also equally focused on people like moms and dads and mm, teachers yeah. and neighbors, people who live a life of service and don't, they don't do it for any other reason than that's who they are. And so mm -hmm. while our wines and our labels pay uh, tribute to my brothers and sisters in arms, make no mistake about it. Our brand is about people who uh, live a life of service. Mm -hmm. And how have you gotten that, that story across? What, what are some of the ways that you have found to make that story resonate? You know, I think we try to, oftentimes we do it in the background and someone like yourself and all your, your accolades would say, well, we probably need to get you on a, on a better plan to, to, to uh, celebrate um, what it is that you're doing. Uh, but I think kind of not answering the question you just asked, but I mean, I think for us, we try to recognize those people in our own way, whether it's a donation, whether mm -hmm. it's a, a, a something happens to show up on, on their doorstep and they might not know who it's from. Um, little, little random acts of kindness mm, love um, that. that uh, let people know that we see you, others mm -hmm. may not see you, but we definitely see you. And uh, I think, more of that could go a long way in our world today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of our core values at the agency is the concept of going above and beyond. And even just something as simple as sending a handwritten thank you note to someone who went out of their way to have a conversation with you or, you know, make an introduction for a client, you know, I mean, I think yeah. that those, that concept of go the extra mile, it's never crowded and, and, you know, leading with kindness. Uh, I love that, that strategy and it's served us well. And it sounds like it's made a big impact in yeah. bravery wines as well. Yeah. When you do something nice for someone for the sake of doing it, the funny part is it, it always tends to work itself out. Right. right. It doesn't, doesn't have to be monetarily. It doesn't have to be a big, huge gift. Yeah. But when you're recognizing people who are just salt of the earth, just things have a way of working it, working themselves out. I agree. You know, there, there was an old uh, sales guy. You might've heard of him back in the day. His name is Zig Ziglar. Mm -hmm. And you can see some of his videos online. And uh, he, he has a famous quote that says, 
you help enough other people get what they want, you'll get what you want. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of how that's how, kind of how we are. We just believe in service. Yeah. So. Tell me a story about a a way and I and you know, of course, you didn't just tell that story for me to pull out a recognition story from you, I'm sure. But so, tell me about a time where you went the extra mile to do a random act of kindness for someone that, you know, and what that what that meant to you, either connect to the brand or not. Oh, wow. Um, you know, I think. Um, well, there's there is a nonprofit that um, we support called the uh, Special Liberty Project, and they are located in the beautiful mountainous region of North Carolina. And they had a Memorial Day function that they were. Uh, uh, well, let me back up a second. Let me tell you a little bit what, about what they do. Uh, they ha- have a farm, and they have. Um, a glamping, if you've heard of the term glamping, right? So, oh, yes. <laughs> so imagine these very beautiful, elevated, uh, customized tents with beds and platforms. Uh, but their target audience is Gold Star families. Hmm. And if you've heard of the term Gold Star moms and I have dads not. and children, these are families who have lost a loved one typically mm. in, in combat. Okay. You know, I- ideally, you know, c- uh, could be combat, could be uh, elsewhere, um, but they run a series of programs at their farm that are mental health and spiritually focused. Okay. And one of the things that they were doing last Memorial Day is putting on uh, their their uh, Memorial Day ceremony uh, for Gold Star uh, uh, families. Mm-hmm. The Gold Star's spouses specifically, sorry, the Gold Star spouses. And what we did is we drove down uh, from uh, New York uh, and were, was able to participate with them uh, and helping them recognize uh, just people who uh, have given more than mm-hmm. any of us will know. Mm-hmm. And that was an opportunity for us to spend time with with great people and to support uh, a fantastic nonprofit. Yeah. And I would imagine too, that those individuals that, you know, hopefully got to get some exposure to bravery wines, right. That that brand story permeates that audience so deeply because it's something that they're personally deeply connected to. And that's, I think that's where brands with, a guiding force like that, that's so impactful and so meaningful really can make a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, our goal is, you know, we don't want to be the biggest and we don't want to be, you know, the, the most expensive winery. Mm-hmm. I mean, but our goal is, can we just do a little bit? Mm-hmm. I like to say, can we do our fair share? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and when I say do our fair share, can we, can we, be the brightness in someone's day? Can we help uh, an organization, you know, get to that next level? I mean, Mm -hmm. we're a small business, make no mistake about it. Um, But I think uh, 
most small businesses, it's not the huge help that they need. It's just a series of a lot of little things that they that they need. And I think we, we can mm-hmm. fill a lot of those voids. Yeah, that's great. Okay, in conclusion, this is my last question for you. <laughs> How can people support Bravery Wines, Bravery Winery, <laughs> um, and something in the foreseeable future that you're looking forward to uh, for the brand? Well, uh, on social, or uh, social media, that is, we are uh, Bravery Winery. Uh, we're not on every platform at the moment, but you can find us on a couple of the major ones, Facebook, uh, uh, Instagram for now, uh, and obviously our website, www.bravery.wine. And one of the things that, uh, Maureen, you might be interested in because it's local, is we are just announced our, just releasing our two very first reserve wines. Mm. Uh, reserve Sub Blanc and Reserve uh, Riesling, which was a complete rebrand for us for uh, new labels, new bottles, new uh, new packaging, uh, and something that we spent the better part of about six months this year just getting the packaging correct. Uh, I, I think I think we did a good job. I don't know much about these things, but um, <laughs> I can't wait to see it. <laughs> the, the feedback I've gotten has been positive and it's been from people who just didn't tell me what I thought I wanted to hear. So good. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, but the reason I share that with you is we're having an event on December 14th locally uh, at uh, True Roots Kitchen and Laurentide Beer Company in Penyan. If uh, and I'm not sure when this will launch, but uh, we can make sure uh, that it goes out in advance of that. Sure. Um, so that's December 14th at Lauren Tide. Uh, and can people find more information about that on your Facebook page? Yeah, if they hit us up on Facebook or they can send me an email if, if they're not a Facebook person, uh, Corey at bravery.wine, C-O-R-E-Y at bravery.wine. Fantastic. So the how will the reserves differ from your standard runs? Well, the two, so Sauv Blanc has been one of our more popular wines uh, in general, uh, but we knew in 2022 when the fruit came in during harvest that we were dealing with another very special vintage. So these wines, both the Sauv Blanc and the Riesling, spent the better part of a year uh, in, in a barrel, neutral barrel. So there's no oak to these either of these wines, but we a lot more uh, work, a lot more attention to detail, and really... Uh, just superb quality of fruit. Uh, so if you're a Sauv Blanc and a Riesling fan, we hope that you will uh, consider consider these wines. Great. Well, I look forward to uh, giving those a taste. Corey, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I think you've got a really beautiful story about the importance of giving back, paying forward, you know, however you want to think about it. I think you kind of do both. Um, and the way that your time in the air force is clearly permeating, uh, you know, the, everything that you've done since then. So I look forward to continuing to see the success of the future of bravery winery and, and tasting some of those future releases. Well, congratulations on all your successes, Maureen. I've been watching from afar and it's clear that uh, you've got a bright team. I've met some of your colleagues and, uh, I'm excited to see what you all continue to do for uh, the industry as a whole, because uh, we're lucky to have you in Finger Lakes as well. 
Thank you for listening to Spilled Salt. I'm Maureen Bellatori. For more information about the podcast, visit www.agency-29.com. If you have questions for me or you'd like to recommend a guest for a future episode, you can send a message using the contact form on the website. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode.